So the way that you counter that is not just like some people will just say, well, stand up taller and be confident. Yeah. But I think the root cause of that is you're not fully convinced in your own heart right. that the message you are delivering is absolutely life and death critical. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. And as always, we'd appreciate if you guys would leave us a review on whatever podcast service that you use to listen to this. A five-star review would be appreciated. But, I mean, we'll take four, four and a half. That's cool. Minimum. Um, minimum? Yeah. I know. We need five. I mean. Right. Well, you know. yeah. Okay. So five minimum? Yeah. Okay. Five minimum. Yeah. That's what okay. we'll take. Thank you. So um, I'm Daniel Parks. And... I'm joined, as always, with Vicki Cassiorg. Hey, everyone. And we're blessed to bring you these episodes. We bring these episodes to those who are doing sidewalk ministry and uh, those who are doing sidewalk ministry under Love Life and those who are not. So we welcome everyone into our fold in the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. We hope that this episode is an encouragement to you. I think it will be. It'll be a, maybe a little, little beyond, not beyond, but little different than some of our other episodes as we get real practical and nitty gritty with some of the how-to stuff. This is going to be more of like encouragement. Mm -hmm. And the subject is, where do I get boldness? How do I become bold? How do Mm -hmm. I get uh, the boldness that people perceive that you and I might have or or others might have? Yeah. Yeah. And so where does that come from? Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to encourage you guys with this. Also, I mentioned... Um, something I haven't mentioned in a couple episodes is our podcast website before we get into the subject. So gospelcenteredprolife.com is the website for this podcast. All of our episodes exist on that website. There's a search feature there. If you have a particular subject or keyword or something that you wonder if we did an episode about it, almost certainly we did an episode about it or we covered that subject in an episode where we covered several subjects or something. But You can search those keywords on that website. Also, our training and equipping website, sidewalksforlife.com. That's there for you guys to take advantage of to uh, just continue to train, equip yourself, equip others. Even if you're not a part of Love Life, we're cool with you taking advantage of all of those things. And so let's jump into our subject, Vicki. Maybe we can end this podcast really quick by just answering the question, where do we get boldness? From the Lord. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. So I hope you enjoyed. God bless you guys. <laughs> no. Well, that is actually <laughs> we've given That's the away. Answer. That is that is the answer. But um, but this arose again out of a training session um uh, nationally. Yeah. And and I was with a group of people, sidewalk counselors, wonderful, wonderful people, and mostly giving very practical advice yeah. about different things that you can do that you can tweak to be more effective and how you hand out literature and how how you speak, what you say, where you stand. But then one of those wonderful counselors um, asked me a question, how do I get boldness? I loved that question. First of all, I loved the humility of the young lady asking it, that it, she said, I don't have that. I I am not bold out here. 
She saw it. She wanted it. Yeah. And she figured, okay, Vicky's teaching us how to get things. Yeah. <laughs> how to do things. Teach me how to get boldness. And I answered right away, just kind of my first blush thought, which then I expanded in, in this podcast, but was boldness is not really something you get. Boldness is something you possess. And I was thinking, well, how do you possess it? Mm -hmm. Short answer, the Lord, the Holy Spirit. But we're going to give a longer answer um, for for how that boldness, um, how do those people that that can speak with such assurance, and we're not talking about arrogance. There's a difference between arrogance and boldness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but where does that confidence, that bold confidence come from? And I think one of the best places to start is Scripture. Of course. It's always the best place to start. So Second yeah. Corinthians 3, verses okay. 7, 8, and 12. And you want to read that? No, you read it. Uh, okay, I'm the one with the, <laughs> with the voice that is slowly disintegrating. I'm, but... I'm struggling, too. <laughs> we both, we're sorry. If you hear a lot of, like, throat clearing in the background, I don't know what it is. With me, it's a kind of perpetual thing. I don't know what it is with Daniel, but our voices <laughs> are a little ragged today. We're sorry. <laughs> so... My voice apparently is less ragged, so I will read it to you. Yeah. All right. So this is Second Corinthians 3, uh, verses 7 to 8, and then verse 12. Um, but if the ministry of death in letters engraved on stones came with glory so that the sons of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because of the glory of his face, fading as it was, how will the ministry of the Spirit fail to be even more with glory? Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech. Yeah. I thought that was a great verse right. in talking about where boldness comes from. Yeah. And so what is, what's implied in that? That it, it came from walking with the Lord. Moses was literally with the Lord. Yeah. He was looking, in he, he, was, he was on the mountaintop looking, looking, filling out the ten, whatever it was he was doing there. That was when he was um, chiseling out the Ten Commandments with the Lord and meeting with him over and over again in the very presence of God. And his face glowed so brightly that he had to put a veil over it because it reflected the glory of the Lord. Yeah, And so that, that ministry, then when Paul talks about in this verse, that how will the ministry of the Spirit fail to be even more with glory? We possess the spirit. Yeah. The spirit. The spirit. No longer do we have to stand in the presence of God when He, you know, shows up on a mountaintop. Yeah. But we literally have Him in us, and that spirit within us is what gives us the boldness and the confidence and hope. Yeah. yeah. All of that is in that verse. Yeah. I mean, I think what's implied in this particular passage is that difference between the old covenant and. The new covenant he saw he talks about in the beginning of that verse, but if the ministry of death mm -hmm. in letters engraven in stones, he's talking about the ministry of death being the Ten Commandments, the commandments the Bible says show us that we're guilty before God for our sin. Right. And we have so much greater promises and so much a, a such greater covenant in the new covenant. And we have hope, right? The ministry of death, the old covenant, which ultimately showed us that we are sinners in need of, of a savior. That's been fulfilled in Jesus. 
So we're not under condemnation and we're not under guilt because of Jesus and what he's done for us. So we have hope. And I really do think that boldness comes out of that hope. Confidence comes out of the hope that we have in Jesus, right? Right. Our boldness comes from a connection with our Heavenly Father. If you think about it in terms of children, right? If your dad and your child and your dad is, you know, the CEO of a big company or your dad is, you know, a martial arts (laughs) black belt or your dad is like some, you know, Rambo figure or whatever, Mm -hmm. you're going to have some boldness. You're going to have some confidence, not because of you, really, but because of who your dad is. And to think about it in terms of believers in Jesus, right? Our father is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And because of that, we can have boldness. We can have confidence. Again, it's not because of us, but it's because of the one who we're connected to. That's Pretty right. powerful truth. That's right. It's a beautiful truth. And, and so I, I do want to say that having 10 years experience on the sidewalk experience does build confidence. Sure. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, no doubt. But, um, and, and that has grown over the years that I've been on the sidewalk. And most of these sidewalk counselors I was talking to, and including the one who asked that question, had not been out there yeah. very long, did not have a lot of experience. But I, I do think that boldness is, is when you recognize uh, who your father is, who indwells you, and the importance of your message the absolute critical importance of your message. So I was trying to think of some of the key points, and you've outlined it very beautifully, summarized the main point. But I think the um, one of the first things that I thought of was that we are to abide in the Spirit. If we are abiding yeah. in the Spirit, then we are more likely to be filled by the Spirit. Yeah. To, to see... Um, to see him at work, to feel him at work, um, to be a part of his work. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. A scripture comes to mind based on mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. in Acts chapter four and verse thirty-one. And this, the context here is um, Peter and John had just been jailed. They healed a guy in front. The Bible says this man was crippled at the gate. Beautiful. You remember the story, right? Peter and yep. John are coming along. The guy reaches mm-hmm. out his hand to get alms. He says. Silver and gold we don't have. What we do have, we give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And this guy gets healed. Yeah. And everybody's excited until they're not, right? The Pharisees are mad. They ultimately go to jail for proclaiming the gospel and refusing to um, stop proclaiming the name of Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then, I hope I'm not getting the story mixed up, but then they're released from jail and ultimately they all gather together. The children uh, of God, the, the church is gathered together and they're praying And it says in uh, verse 31 of Acts chapter 4, it says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness, Boldness. right? Now, think about what they're facing. Mm -hmm. The threats are, you guys are going to go to jail if you don't stop talking about this Jesus, because some people already got thrown in jail. Peter and John already were thrown in jail. And so persecution is ultimately the threat. And yet... It says they spoke the word of God in boldness. Now, I, I don't take that it's just in that context, in the context of the church. I think it's it's a kind of an ongoing thing, right? They were filled with the Holy Spirit, and it's not that in the church, in that, in that prayer meeting, they spoke the word of God with boldness. I think they, they did to each other. They were encouraging each other. But I think it's that what's implied is that they continued to speak the word of God with boldness. They, they went continued forth, to stand in boldness That's right. in their community, yeah. in the midst of 
threats of persecution and right. whatever else was coming. And you see that all throughout the book of Acts, right? What do you right. see? You right. see the church, even in spite of persecution, speaking the word of God in boldness. Why? Well, it goes back to that scripture that we started out with. Yeah. Because they knew the hope that they had. They knew who they were connected to, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yeah. And from a practical practical perspective uh, for those who like how-to list, well, how do we abide in the Spirit? Yeah. You pray. Absolutely. <laughs> you read the Word. You gather with other believers. Those are probably the, the three top. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ways that you abide in the spirit, you find time alone with the Lord, but it needs to be intentional. Yeah, yeah. And I would say um, the F word oh. that people don't like, oh. that I don't like, my oh. flesh doesn't like, and oh. it's not the F word you guys are thinking about. <laughs> it's the word fasting. Um, okay. Fasting is yeah. a key yeah. to abiding in the spirit. Yeah, We have within us, we have, you know, Paul talks about this war between the flesh and the spirit. And so we have this flesh, this 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 carnal nature within us that has these draws and these urges that become distractions from the Lord and focusing on Jesus. And so fasting is a way, just like prayer and being in the Word, is a way to put our flesh in subjection. It's kind of like, you know, we as believers in Jesus are, are like a conduit, right? A conduit is um, something that brings electricity or... Um, you know, water or whatever, we're like a pipe, right? Yeah. And we want the water of the Holy Spirit to flow through us. Mm-hmm. Um, we want the boldness of God to come through us, right? But sometimes there's clogs and there's stuff that gets in the pipes and that causes things not to flow like they ought to. Fasting is a way, it's like a, like a spiritual pipe cleaner to get that stuff out of the way and to help us to focus on the Lord, to help us to walk with Him, to clear our minds and clear our hearts so that we can be effectively used by the Lord. And so that, to me, I would encourage you guys with that. It's a lost practice yeah. in the church, in the modern yeah. church, fasting. And it doesn't mean you have to go on a 40-day fast. It doesn't mean, you know, you need to go on an even seven-day fast or three-day fast. God can do a lot with a little bit. And so one of the things I would encourage you guys with is while you're on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. Rather than eating a big breakfast before you go out to the sidewalk, mm-hmm. Skip breakfast and fast. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. You might think, well, you know, I'll be hungry the whole time. I'll be focused on being hungry. That might be the case. But my guess is you're going to find yourself more focused. You're going to find yourself more in tune with the Lord, more easily able to hear from him. Because what fasting does, again, it puts your flesh in subjection. Your flesh, these carnal urges that you have that want to be fulfilled, are put into check. And you're reminded when you hear your belly growl even out there on the sidewalk, that actually I'm dedicating this time to the Lord. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That is when I fast, which I've only started within the past couple of years, and I and I have found it to be true, everything that you said. It is, you know, we're told to pray and fast over yeah. and over in the Bible, but every time my stomach growls, it does remind me of this is for the Lord, yeah. that I'm doing this for the Lord, and it refocuses me. And I, I think that uh, I'm glad that you said that because that isn't in here, but that certainly is um, a key yeah, a yeah. part of abiding in the spirit. So you can't. I start my day also without fail, um, with Bible study without fail. Yeah. To, because if I'm going to be on that as a sidewalk, I need God's clear word um, in my heart. Yeah. For for that day, and He always speaks something different each day. There's something different He He needs to tell me. Yeah. That morning. Yeah. So, the second one that I think helps us to possess boldness 
is to be absolutely convinced you have the answer. Yeah. One of, by the way, one of consistently, when I find and see what I would consider an ineffective sidewalk outreach team, it's because they're tentative or even apologetic okay. in how they approach sidewalk ministry. Yeah. It's like they're almost ap- really saying, I'm so sorry to bother you with my message. <laughs> right. Yeah. And no one responds to that. So the way that you counter that is not just like some people will just say, well, stand up taller and be confident. Yeah. But I think the root cause of that is you're not fully convinced in your own heart right. that the message you are delivering is absolutely life and death critical. Yeah. yeah. And when that is in your heart, you are going to speak it no matter what. Yeah. 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 I think that is key. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage you guys with the fact that what you have to say, what God has called you to on the sidewalk is important. Yeah. The most important message that those women and men going into the abortion center can hear comes out of your mouth. That's right. And at that moment, no one else is saying it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you're important. You deserve to be heard. You should stand in confidence and boldness because after all, you're the person that's there standing on behalf of Jesus Christ. He's called you to this ministry. The Bible says that we are ambassadors for Christ. So think of yourself again. We're talking about that association that you have with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You can have boldness because of that. And you can have boldness and confidence in the fact that you bring the answers to the issues these women are facing, right? You bring the ultimate answer. His name is Jesus. Yeah. And you're the only one that's standing for Jesus out there, quite possibly. Mm-hmm. If there are others, then you guys together can have boldness and confidence in each other. Mm-hmm. But I think some of this kind of lack of being convinced that we have the answers is thinking that we need to have the answers and the solutions for every problem. And we simply do not. That's right? a good point. It's impossible yeah. for you to have every answer. It's impossible for you to have every solution to every practical problem, right? Women that we encounter at the abortion centers, we've talked about it on many podcasts, have a myriad of issues going on, right? Yeah. There's coercion going on. There's lack of money going on. There's you know, the pursuit of a college education, homelessness. Yep. There's all kinds of stuff that's going on. And we certainly have some answers, but every situation is different and unique and all of that. And we want to do the best that we can to offer practical solutions. But at the end of the day, this is something I was encouraging with someone with a couple of days ago. At the end of the day, there, there are women that are in more difficult situations than the women that we see at the abortion center that never considered abortion, right? right. They had children right. in difficult situations mm-hmm. and they never considered abortion. Mm-hmm. So what's the missing component there? Conviction, the conviction yeah. that that baby has value, the conviction that they need to honor God and obey mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so we're there to bring ultimately what they, what they need is an encounter with Jesus. Right. What they need is an encounter with the truth Yeah. so that all the issues and things that, that they're facing, not that those things don't matter and that we shouldn't help. We certainly should. But none of those things make that child's life worth being thrown away as medical waste. Yeah. And that's a reality yeah. that we need to be bold in believing that. Now, if you don't believe that, if you do believe that there are issues and things that women face that justify abortion, then you probably shouldn't have confidence and you really shouldn't be on the sidewalk. Yeah. You have to be convinced that abortion is child killing, that child killing is wrong, 
and that whatever situations that women face, you can have boldness and confidence that you speak against that and you've done what you need to do. Right, which is perfect segue into what the third one was, which is very uh, similar to the second one, be convinced you have the answer. But then the third is be assured it is the most important answer. Yeah. It's the most important thing that um, that they can hear that day. And so you, you explained that well. So I don't think we need to add a whole lot more of that. Um, the, the next one is to be prepared. Yeah. It definitely, I am bolder if I have things that I know I want to say, maybe some scripture memorized, fetal facts memorized. I know the resources available. The more prepared I am, the more I feel that I am qualified to speak. Now, I say that knowing that the Holy Spirit will fully enable anyone right. to go out there and tell someone they shouldn't kill the, their babies with the correct reasons for why they should not kill their babies. Um, but it is helpful if in addition to that, the boldness that the Holy Spirit brings to have just the human or fleshly confidence yeah. in, I know my stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not, they're not going to throw me off. Opposition isn't going to throw me off by saying, oh, the baby's just a blob of tissue, because I can counter that. I've yeah. got the scientific evidence that is not true. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I have heard people say, well, the Holy Spirit is all you need. I mean, in a sense, yes, yeah, I would agree with sure. that. But I don't think preparation hurts. No. <laughs> I think it's really important, in fact. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we do these podcasts. Exactly. We do them to prepare yeah. you guys. Um, yeah. We've done several episodes, just kind of some basic training. Of course, we have training that's available for those who are part of Love Life and even those who aren't. We have 101, 102, 103. That's to help you be prepared. Uh, we've done articles. You did an article just about the one-liners, and we even have right. within yeah. that article you can print out one-liners that you can say to the women going in, to the men going in, to abortion workers, all of that. Yeah. You would you would be foolish not to take advantage of the of the things that are available to you through what we do, for what others do. I mean, Google all of this stuff, right? You'd be foolish not to even know fetal development facts. Yeah. The, the science, the truth, the facts are on our side. So we can be mm -hmm. confident in that, that we're on the side of truth. And so – how do you know you're on the side of truth unless you actually know that truth? And so as we talk about like scientific truth, or we talk about biblical truth or whatever, all truth is God's truth. Mm -hmm. And we can be well prepared with that stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe you have an issue, as I do in, in some measure at least, in memorizing scripture and memorizing like those one-liners and fetal development. Yeah. Print it out. Right. Put it in a note on your phone. Yeah. Um, our brochures that we hand out, the Hope is Here brochures, have these things woven through them. So take advantage of that stuff. Have that stuff at your disposal and be confident as you're prepared that there's going to be stuff, like we've said before, there's going to be stuff that you can't prepare for. There's going to be situations, as I just said, there's a myriad of things that these women face. There's going to be stuff that just kind of catches you off guard. I mean, Vicki, you've been out there for 10 plus years. You've encountered situations that catch you off guard, right? Oh, all the time. Things yeah. that you weren't necessarily prepared for. Here's the A, B, C, D answer. Right. But you were prepared for those things because you're abiding in the Holy Spirit, right? You have yeah. confidence in who mm -hmm. God is. Mm -hmm. You know that the most important thing is that these people know Jesus and you happen mm -hmm. to know him. And mm -hmm. so you can share him with them. 
And, you know, also based on your experience and all that stuff, you can kind of you can kind of go off the cuff with, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not exactly. You can't prepare yourself for everything, but you can take what you've learned in the past and apply it to what you're experiencing currently. Um, yeah. And so either way, yes, you need to be prepared as in as much as it uh, it depends on you. Be prepared. Yeah. Um, but let the Holy Spirit guide, too. So we're not saying it's all about preparations and just having in your natural mind certain things that you say as rebuttals. Yeah, I'll tell you, when I'm out there uh, ministering on the sidewalk, it's almost like a dance between my knowledge base, the things I've memorized, the things I've learned, the the uh, the preparation, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And when one runs out, the other one kind of takes over. And <laughs> and so I can pretty much talk for as long as I need to talk. And, and I do want to talk whenever I see a mom. Yeah. I, every single time I want to present something. So, so, yeah. So be prepared. Trust the Holy Spirit. And then the next one, though, expect God to move. Yeah. Have the... Faithful expectation, I think, is our theme for love life this um, this year. Yeah, I love that faithful expectation, and I use that on the sidewalk. I think that's part of what helps me to be out there and to be optimistic. I'm expecting God to show up. He's there. Yeah, I know He's there, but I'm expecting to see Him move. Yeah, it may not be the way I always want or what I've prayed for, but He is always doing something out there. Yeah, yeah. Amen. So. Yeah, that's good. And so coming with expectation that God is moving on your behalf, the Bible says, if God is for us, who can be against us? And God, if listen, if he's for any ministry, he's for the ministry of speaking on behalf of those that don't have a voice and bringing yes. the gospel to the darkest places yes. in our city. So be confident in that, guys. Yeah. You can be bold in this. Yeah. And be ready to seize boldly every opportunity he opens for us. Pray for those open doors that yeah. he will give you those opportunities then look expectantly for them and seize them. Don't yeah. don't shrink back back from them. Yeah. I think the final one that I have in in this article, I'm sure there's others, but um, is to trust him. Yeah, trust that you be assured, like you said, he he loves this these babies more than we do. Yeah, and his desire is that this ministry would be successful, not for the sake of the ministry, but for the sake of the mission, yeah. which which is that lives would be saved and ultimately that lives would, would turn to him. Yeah. Amen. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, we hope this was encouraging to you guys. Hope we instilled a little boldness into you guys. I've said it before, my super top secret tip for how to do sidewalk ministry is first and foremost, walk with Jesus. Yes. Walk yes. with the Lord, mm-hmm. and he will give you boldness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, obviously, there's some practical stuff that we've encouraged you guys with in this episode. Yeah. We hope that you guys will um, reach out to us if you have things that we can encourage you with, questions that we can answer, maybe uh, suggestions for future podcast episodes. You can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You reach her, Vicky with a Y, at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you guys. But until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Nothing's too precious since I met you